Yikes. Somebody tell your vice president if she's in trouble to blink twice the next time she's on camera. Things are not looking too good when it pertains to Kamala Harris and her reputation within the White House. And as Whoopi Goldberg once said, you in danger, girl. Y'all. <laughs> Welcome to Rondell's Unpopular Opinion, everybody. Welcome to Anchor. Welcome to Apple, Spotify, Himalaya, Google, wherever you are getting this from. Major shout out to you for being here. Because like I always say, you could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with me. And I appreciate that. And I appreciate each and every one of you. Make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend about this podcast. All right. Major shout out to all the new countries that have joined the listeners list. I believe Serbia is one of them. Shout out to Serbia. I believe we're probably about 37 countries deep or as far as a geographical listeners list. It could be more than that. I am so sorry that I have not uploaded content as frequently as I have been doing to YouTube. However, if you are on YouTube or you have access to YouTube wherever you are around the world, please make sure that you are following me on Rondell's Unpopular Opinion via YouTube. If you are here from YouTube, major shout out to you. You know what I'm saying? But make sure you share this podcast either way, all right? Now, I want to get into some biblical context before I get into what this podcast is essentially going to be about. And I stumbled across uh, the book of Matthew chapter 24 verse 10 all right and the verse pretty much reads that and then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another right and it stuck out to me because we are definitely seeing a, a shift in the paradigm in many of ways all right so just to give a synopsis and a summary of what was taking place or what exactly was being said or who was speaking right so that quote pretty much came from jesus and jesus was pretty much giving a overview of what things were going to look like once he was gone um and what the end times were going to look like i'm presuming before the second return all right shout out to all my believers all right this is not to knock nobody else but biblicalreference.com put it in to context perfectly when they say that, that Jesus makes a dire prediction about the destruction of the temple. Immediately after this, while seated on the Mount of Olives, Jesus responds to a question from the disciples. They ask when judgment will come and what signs will signal his return. Christ describes a season of unimaginable world turmoil and persecution. He points to a specific moment of defilement of the temple at which one point people should run for their lives. Jesus speaks a world of threatening tribulation, which will be cut short right before he returns as king and judge. Since nobody can possibly know when he will return, he, his followers, excuse me, must live in readiness. All right. But he talks about people backstabbing each other right he speaks of people who were once friends turning enemies right people who were supposed to be on the same team not being on the same team some will even deceive and turn traitor to former friends insane to escape persecution so that kind of really brings me to 
what I'm seeing when it pertains to how the left is just falling apart. All right. The narrative is falling apart. And if you follow me on YouTube, you know that I've been saying this, that this will be or it would come a time where the left, you're going to see that the left is going to start to turn on each other. Right. Those who are once friends and allies will no longer be friends and allies anymore. Right. They won't be able to trust each other and they'll do so in order to avoid being the scapegoat to uh, in order to avoid being the poster boy or the poster girl for certain things all right and we're starting to see that all right especially with this um Cuomo scandal that's going on you see everybody's getting a kick and a punch in when it pertains to that but they're supposed to be on the same squad all right what we're also seeing is we're seeing how the narrative has completely shifted when it pertains to Kamala Harris, where eight months ago, she was being celebrated as the first female uh, vice president. She was being celebrated as this first vice president who was a quote unquote woman of color. And the narrative and the paradigm has completely shifted, right? It was, we did it, Joe, eight months ago, you know? And now Kamala Harris probably can't stand the sight of him, okay? And she has her reasons as to why, and we're going to get into that now. So if you've been following politics since this administration has stepped foot in office, you know that Kamala Harris's role and her responsibility within being initiated and inducted into the office was handling the border crisis. And I'm going to get to my opinion of that later on in a second, why that's pretty much BS, but we're going to stick to what's really taking place right now. Now, like I said in the beginning, initially eight months ago, this woman was being celebrated. It was so much hype behind her, right? Which was odd because she could barely survive the democratic primaries and she lost miserably. She was one of the first people out. Well, now we all know that the border crisis is not getting any better, even though this was her focal point within her vice presidency. And there's a reason why. And like I said, we will get to that later on, but it's been eight months and things are not looking good, right? So the ussun.com released an article on August the 6th, speaking of the crisis dinner that hit the airwaves and hit the news, right? And they state that Kamala Harris's allies hold a crisis dinner and talk after bombshell reports of toxic office environment where the interns cry and they're sinking popularity, all right? Now, according to this article, right, this is what I find pretty much weird. So at this dinner that was held in DC was former Obama White House communications director, Jennifer Palmieri, and a former Bill and Hillary Clinton advisor named Kiki McLean. All right. And there were some other folks there who were, you know, advisors to Biden and, you know, campaign spokespeople for Hillary Clinton or what have you. But no one from Kamala's immediate team was there at this dinner. All right. Which I find that to be kind of really suspect. So according to those who were familiar with the dinner or at the dinner, they stated that this was a way for them to show support for her and a rally around her and kind of really give advice on how to really move forward. Right. But 
honestly, this is not good. Like, this is not not good, yo. And this has a lot to do, the popularity problem may have a lot to do with how the border is being handled, okay? So the son goes on to state that she also pointed the finger to blame over the unfolding crisis on the United States-Mexico border at former President Donald Trump, all right? We inherited a tough situation, she explained, and she meaning Kamala. In the five months, we've made progress. This is what she's stating. Our administration, it is important to be clear, is working to build a fair and functional and humane immigration system. We have looked at a system where people have been housed in inhumane conditions over the last many years, an asylum system that has been broken and needs to be reconstruct reconstructed. Excuse me. All right. Now, the sun goes on to also get into how former senior aides are starting to come out and speak to publications such as the Business Insider and stated that they were subjected to allegedly verbal abuse, how Kamala Harris was very on edge, how a lot of the interns were afraid that she may snap on them, and how they were easily, you know, just breaking down in tears because of the way they were treated and here's here's what i'm here's what i'm just gonna say about this okay um kamala kamala is in trouble and kamala knows that she's in trouble okay um the reports are are alluding to it but i knew and called this from a mile away that her and Joe Biden were eventually going to snake each other, going to throw each other under the bus, that things were not going to be in unison and cohesion, and that the honeymoon stage was going to be over quick between them. All right? I predicted this from the beginning. Okay? Now, as far as the work environment being toxic, I don't doubt that at all. You know? But when it pertains to her popularity, I do believe that the left, the liberals, the progressives, people within the House, the Senate, um, and the staff that just works at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue are definitely whispering amongst each other when it pertains to Kamala. And she has a lot of egg on her face right now from how she's handling this border situation. She seems to be able to be on code and be polished when she's rehearsed and when she has lines in front of her, but when she's caught off guard, it's really, really bad. Like she cannot think quick on her feet to come back with a response other than to blame Donald Trump. Now, yes, Donald Trump may have contributed to some things within Border Patrol that went left and kind of really did not aid in helping the situation but making it worse. I don't believe that everything was bad. I do believe as though the DNA verification was actually a good idea due to a lot of the children that were being trafficked across and to and from the border. However, the border is not a one quick fix. And I don't understand why people were expecting Kamala Harris to kind of really transition this overnight. All right. This has been an ongoing problem before Kamala Harris, before Donald Trump and Mike Pence. And I'm going to say a few presidencies this has been a problem, right? But I do believe that a lot of, of the mishap happened during the time where 
Joe Biden was vice president to Barack Obama. And I find it very crazy how now Kamala has to be the cleanup woman when it pertains to the border and how Joe Biden says he's not touching the border with a 10 foot pole. Knowing that a lot of he and President Obama's decisions aided into making the border as bad as it is now. All right. But Kamala Harris has been falling flat on her face when it pertains to this since day one, since day numero uno. For you to be telling people straight up not to come to the border, like just don't come. That is not good enough to solve the problem. You know what I'm saying? And I believe that people that work within the political realm, especially within the left, on the left part, uh, within the Democratic space, they're seeing that they're seeing that she's coming unhinged and she's they're seeing that she's just unraveling at the seams and that she's not fit for what she has on her plate right now. I'm sorry, but this is the unpopular opinion and it just is what it is, you know, and they know that they're stuck with her, right? They know that they're stuck with her and they know that they don't have a choice at this point. But I do believe that there's a disconnect. I do believe that there's some people throwing her under the bus. And it's just crazy because you're going to have all these people who are going to be approving of Joe Biden and what he has done thus far. And then when they look at Kamala Harris, they're going to be like, eh, not so much. Right? Honestly, this is not looking good for her. As far as her wanting to run in 2024, I mean, it is still early to see how this plays out. But to be quite honest with you, I really honestly, and this is no Tino shade, I don't see Kamala Harris being president unless something was to happen to Joe Biden and she becomes president underneath the 25th Amendment. That's the only way I see her being president. But right now, she is coming unhinged, she is coming undone. And Everybody on the left that's looking bad right now is starting to see their friends that were once friends now become their enemies, right? They're turning on each other left and right. And I describe them as all snakes, all in the same tank. And once you do that and you start starving the snakes, right? What they're going to do, they're going to start to bite each other, right? And, and right now we're seeing a whole bunch of snakes starting to bite each other in the same tank. And we see that through Governor Cuomo's situation here in New York. We see that with Kamala Harris in 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, where she has had the pretty much lack of support. And she's pretty much on her own when it pertains to this border situation. And now former president advisors have to come in and have a say so, but they don't have her team there. I think that's pretty much, you know, weird. Maybe Kamala didn't want her team there because she didn't want them to see her being held to a certain account or to be pretty much undermined and she is their boss. But it's just so funny how the honeymoon is quickly over, y'all. Quickly, quickly over. We're going to continue to see how this plays out. And like I said, thank you guys so much for supporting this podcast. Make sure you head over to Rondell's Unpopular Opinion on YouTube and check out the content there. All right? But as we see right now, Kamala, you are in trouble. And you know you in trouble. You're smart enough to know that. I don't know if this is your karma or what. But we're going to see how this plays out, y'all. 
I'm out of here. I love y'all. Y'all take care and y'all be well, all right? Peace.